This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Today is Tuesday, March the 30th, 2021, day 30 of the third month of the new year, almost to April, which means we're almost to the final four. We have two Elite Eight games tonight to get us to the final four, which starts Saturday, April the 3rd, and the national championship is going to be on Monday night, April the 5th. Looking forward to today's show, we are going to recap the uh, two Elite Eight games last night, as well as talk about the ones that are going to be happening today, as well as some other things in the world of sport. We're going to do a Trust Tuesday segment, and I'm going to get Marcus McKinney on today to give you his thoughts on tonight's two Elite Eight games and who his Final Four is and what he, his prediction is going to be for the national champion, which tips up on April the 5th, next Monday night. Let's first start in the world of sports. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream Podcast. As I said, we're gonna start talking in the sports world. Let's first start with baseball. Opening day starts on Thursday, April the first. That's hard to believe that we're gonna have 162 games starting on April the first, but looking forward to that. It's gonna always be a good time. It's America's pastime. Not a big fan of baseball in the uh, spring, in the cooler months. I, I'm a baseball guy in the summertime when you can have a hot dog, a nice cold beer, and get to sit out in the sun and uh, enjoy the day that way. But uh, yeah, just wanted to remind us that we start on April the 1st. That'll be a big podcast. We'll talk about that, get some baseball guys on here to talk as well. Now onto the world of NBA basketball. The Washington Wizards topped the Pacers 132 to 124. The Pelicans beat the Celtics 115 to 109. The Nets beat the Timberwolves 112 to 107 in a low-scoring game in New York. The Heat beat the Knicks 98 to 88. The Pistons beat the Raptors 118 to 104. The Grizzlies beat the Rockets 120 to 110. The Mavericks topped the Thunder 127 to 106. The Clippers beat the Bucks 129 to 105. The Spurs lose to the Kings at home 132 to 115. The Jazz take care of the Cavaliers 114 to 75, and the Warriors beat the Bulls 116 to 102. Now onto tonight's action in the nation's capital. The Wizards are hosting the Hornets. The 76ers travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Magic travel to Los Angeles to take on the Clippers, and the Hawks are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. That is all for NBA basketball. Now on to women's college basketball from last night. The Arizona Wildcats, a three-seed, held off. The Indiana Hoosiers, a four-seed, 66-53 to advance to the Final Four. And in the Riverwalk region, number one UConn beat number two Baylor, 69-67. to at the end of the game, there was a questionable call. Even LeBron James tweeted, come on, man, that was a foul. The head coach for Baylor, Kim Mulkey, was asked in her press conference after the game, do you think it was a foul? She, in turn, asked the question back to the reporter. The reporter says, I think so. And she goes, then that's how you need to write it. Because at this point, I think it's a foul. I have multiple 
angles and camera angles that show she was hit in the face. Gina Wariyama says it is what it is. One time, I asked one of the officials, how did Paige end up on the ground with the Baylor player on top where the loose ball goes? I don't know. That was the answer from the official. So if you go back and look at every little detail of the game, you're going to lose yourself and how what could have been a foul, what couldn't have been a foul, why was somebody on the floor, that type stuff. So Paige Buckers scores 28 points, leads UConn to their 13th consecutive Final Four. That's crazy. 13 consecutive Final Four. Gino has something really rolling up there, and he has for a long time. Looking forward to tonight's games. They are number one, South Carolina is hosting number six, Texas. That is on ESPN at 7 o'clock. And on ESPN at 9 o'clock, number one, Stanford is taking on number two, Louisville. Both of those games are being played at the Alamo Dome. They should be great basketball games to watch. Even if you're a fan of the game of basketball, the speed's going to go up and down. Me as a fan of what I coach at the high school level, I enjoy watching the women's basketball games, and here's why. We only have a select few that actually truly play above the rim. So the sets that they run and the physicality and the speed that they play with fits more into the mold of what we're able to do playing below the rim than it is sometimes playing at the highest level, which we'll talk about here in a couple seconds at the men's, where the majority of those guys play way above the rim, can do stuff athletically that my guys can't do. So I actually get more intrigued watching the women's game and the way the sets are run and the way that they defend and how they defend with angles more than on the guy's side. But they're the two games tonight trying to get them into the final four as well. And uh, the final fours will be set for both the men's and the women's when the clock strikes 12 at midnight tonight. Looking forward to the men's games, and here they are. In the first game last night on CBS, Houston held off Oregon State 67-61. to Oregon State scored 17 points in the first half, and they were losing 34-17. to They scored 44 in the second half, holding Houston to 33. It's the first time that Houston's been back to the final four since 1984. As I talk about my connections and people that I've been able to connect with, Alvin Brooks is still an assistant coach at Houston. He actually recruited one of my former players, Tion Womack, to play two years down there from Hagerstown Community College. I still stay in contact with Alvin. We texted last night after the game. After every win in this tournament, I've hit him up. Hey, coach, congrats. He texted me back. I hit him up last night. He texted me back. Coach, I appreciate you. This is going to be a wild ride. Looking forward to the Final Four. Now, the coolest part about that is in the second game, Baylor beat Arkansas 81-72. to That game was back and forth as well. Arkansas made some serious runs at him. It was a really good basketball game. But with that being said, Baylor's assistant coach is Alvin Brooks III. And I know that Alvin really well, too. So at the Final Four, Houston will play Baylor. And those guys will match up as father and son assistant coaches against one another, which I think is pretty cool. But... Baylor actually has a 50-year drought going back to the Final Four. Scott Drew's done an unbelievable job. I think that they are going to end up beating Houston. That's my prediction. And they will play Gonzaga for the national championship. They've been the best two teams all season long, so I don't doubt that they're going to end up doing this again. I think Baylor is much tougher than Houston from a scoring perspective, and their length is really going to bother Houston. But back to the Houston game real quick. They defended relentlessly. And they attack the offensive glass as a team harder than any team I've seen attack the offensive glass. I mean, they go get the basketball. They're tougher than their opponents. They make sure you know that they're tougher than you. And they just put all their energy on the floor at all times. Kelvin Sampson has done an unbelievable job. And you talk about a family situation. His son's an assistant coach. 
His daughter's one of the directors of marketing for basketball. And, you know, that's the awesomest thing to see him celebrate that with his kids because, you know, the Indiana situation did not end well for him. He's fought his way back. I'm a guy that really loves second chances and the comeback story as I've lived one myself. But for him to be back and able to chance to go to the Final Four, that was his 1,000th game as a head coach last night. And it got him into the first Final Four ever for him, which is pretty cool. So that's last night's games as Baylor beat Arkansas 81-72 to and Houston won 67-61. Now on to tonight's game. These games will be played on TBS this evening, which is the first time that they've been played on TBS as Elite Eight games going into the Final Four. Usually all Elite Eight games, all Final Four and National Title games are on CBS, but with the new goofy schedule, which I'm really not a fan of, to be completely honest with you, these games are now on TBS this evening. And while I'm on that topic before I get to tonight's game, I do think this is a complete injustice by the NCAA. The men should have played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday like they did usually, which allows the women's Elite Eight games on Monday and Tuesday to be the main games. You have television ratings getting crapped on. You have games going back and forth getting crapped on. The women play just as good basketball as the men do. And I feel as though their Monday and Tuesday nights are their times to shine. Now they're going to have to turn around and go to the Final Four, which luckily they don't have to travel, which is a nice piece to all this because they're still in San Antonio and that's where all their games are going to be. But, you know, they go, I think it's going to be Friday, Sunday is their Final Four, and the men's are going to be Saturday, Monday. So for the first time in a long time, the men's game will be the last game of the college season play. Usually the women play on Tuesday night, and they do get their time to shine there. But I do think that this has been completely unfair to have all Elite Eight games on both sides, men's and women's, on the same night. That's just not fair to what we're trying to do with college sports, in my personal opinion. But as I said, they'll be on TBS at 7.15 p.m. tonight. The number one overall seed in the tournament, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, at 29-0, try to attempt to get their 30th win of the season. They take on number six, Southern Cal, who's 25-7. I think Gonzaga runs away with this. I uh, know they're giving them eight and a half at the Vegas odds, and I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. I see a double digit, probably 14 to 18 point win this evening. Gonzaga is by far the best team in the uh, college basketball world this year. They've done it the whole time. They've been consistent. They're hoping to be the first team since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers, led by Bob Knight, to be an undefeated national champion. At 9.57 p.m., we all know that this is not going to tip up at 9.57 p.m. Maybe that should be a prop bet in Vegas today. Will they tip up on time? I'm going to say no. A lot of people will probably say no as well because TV, you know, with the games being extended at the end and everything, I think last night's game tipped up after 10 p.m., but I think tonight's will as well. Number one, Michigan at 23-4 takes on number 11, UCLA at 21-9. I think Michigan will be too much for UCLA, their magic run, and the glass slipper shatter tonight. But the Bruins also have that tradition in that name. And you never can run away from that. But I think Jawan Howard has done an unbelievable job. And he has set his team up to go to the Final Four. I've said this multiple times on this show. Jawan Howard should be the National Coach of the Year with no doubt in my mind. Now, if Mark Few goes undefeated the whole way through, he has had a pretty good argument there as well. But Jawan doing what they've done at Michigan in the short amount of time that he's been there has been pretty amazing in my opinion. Tonight's winners will be the number one seeds. Number one Gonzaga, number one Michigan will punch their tickets, cut down the nets, and be playing at the Final Four this coming Saturday night. 
Trust Tuesday segment. We come back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dreams podcast. Looking forward to this Trust Tuesday segment. Just kind of had some ideas that I jotted down over stuff that I've experienced in my life, but wanted to pass this one along. Once you realize who you are and stop living in desperation, you stop saying yes to stuff that you're not supposed to say yes to. I mean, listen to me. Here is my big problem with a lot of y'all. Your own self-belief system is truly off. Like everyone else can see how truly good you are. People keep saying great things about you. You can do this. You can do that. And yet you're the only one that hasn't caught up with it yet. That doesn't see how truly great you are. As you go through your storms in life, some that we invite, some that we do not invite, you might never have a say in what really happens to you, but you definitely have a say about what you do and how you do about it. See, you have this internal voice saying what you can and can do, where you can and cannot go. In my opinion, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. See, you get that setback. You get thrown off course a little bit. Your relationship's not going the way you thought it would or you wanted it to go. I'm going to say this, and it's something that I've kind of lived by and lived with my entire life. If you want it bad enough, you'll get it. You will fight for it. You'll fight everything for it because it's the only thing that keeps you ticking and keeps you motivated and keeps you feeling like you're worth something moving forward. But if you're not willing to fight, then it's not the right thing. Last year I was challenged, do you fight for anything? Do you truly fight for anything in your life or do you just kind of let it roll away? actually pissed me off I'll be honest with you it just kind of set me in a a tone that was like okay I'll show you I fought every single day to make sure that that works and I trusted myself to make sure that that works and today it's the best things ever happened to me and I'm in a great place mentally and physically because of it but I had to be willing to trust myself and fight as hard as I possibly could for it When we come back right after this, we will have tonight's predictions as well as final four predictions from former teammates in college as well as former college coaches who are friends. We will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in my wildest dreams podcast. Looking forward to reading off these predictions. Got a, a chance to text a couple of my former teammates as well as fans and local coaches that I'm friends with that uh, wanted to see what their thoughts were on tonight's game. But I'm first going to start with one of my coworkers who is an avid basketball fan, but he uh, he looks at it from a different point of view. He's a math teacher, so he's more analytical. He actually has taken UCLA and Gonzaga tonight. He thinks that UCLA is actually going to beat Michigan. I told him I think Michigan's going to win that game, but I wanted to throw that one out there. Ted Davis, I played with Ted down in Shenandoah. He has Gonzaga by eight and Michigan by three tonight. Lenny Myers, who was a senior teammate of mine down at Shenandoah, he has both Michigan and Gonzaga winning tonight, but he has Baylor over Houston and Michigan over Gonzaga and Baylor winning the national championship. Marquise McKinney, 
who is a coach that I've had on the show before. He has the Zags by eight, and he has Michigan beaten UCLA by more than ten. Todd Holt, a former teammate of Shenandoah, has Michigan and Gonzaga winning this evening. Greeley Myers, who's been on the show, who's an avid basketball fan, has Michigan and Gonzaga as well. Irvin Phillips, my freshman roommate at Shenandoah, as well as teammate, has Michigan and Gonzaga. And Coach Will Maynard has Gonzaga and Michigan this evening. It's always fun to get predictions and have this time of year where we kind of go back and forth on different banter with regards to who's going to win and who's going to take care of business and all that kind of stuff. But looking forward to tonight's games. I think Gonzaga is going to cover. I also think Michigan's going to cover. It's going to be two really good basketball games setting up for great games this coming Saturday, April the 3rd. This is our show for today. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast, and we will talk to you soon.